Welcome to Disc Integration. I'm your host, Tim. This is Matt. And we're back again to talk a little bit more Cure. And maybe a little disc golf. Maybe the 12 holes of Grand Oh, yeah. The 12 holes of Grand I forgot all about doing that. 18 holes. Yeah. You, yeah, you oh, managed 18 times. that day. Yeah, no, I played once over the weekend. I didn't do too bad. It was all right. I had thought about it. I was originally going to meet family in Grinnell. And I had thought after they had left, I was going to hit the disc golf course in Grinnell. Oh, yeah. You Being done the that. founding yeah. place of disc golf in Iowa or whatever. <laughs> In the world, according to Kelly. Yeah, Kelly might be a little off. (laughs) I don't bother anybody because I go at like 6 a.m. now. I get up at 6 a.m. and I'm out there by like 6.30. The wife goes, playing on disc golf in a day? I already did it. (laughs) If I lived closer to a course, I'd probably... Well, I think most normal people don't get up first thing in the morning and go gotta get my stuff together go disc golf it's yeah. it's i think that's slightly abnormal but you know you gotta fit stuff in in the weekend where you I can say, especially with a busy life yeah well, all right <laughs> enough entry banter yeah <laughs> this week is our this is our first ever one-on-one yeah. match play am i correct it is yeah i think so yeah the last two were triple threats so it's mono mono bitch versus bitch <laughs> yeah uh yep that's matt Kind of just alluded, the song title this week is Bitch, and the combatants are Quick Fix and Meredith Brooks. Well, I don't know how many people are familiar with Meredith Brooks, but more than Quick Fix. I was going to say, I am. I can almost promise you that Meredith Brooks is more well-known than Quick Fix. Which one were you kind of, which one did you care for more, Matt? I think it's just nostalgia in my brain, but def- I mean, Meredith Brooks is just that song that I've listened to a lot just because it comes up randomly on playlists. Oh, yeah, because if you listen to 90s music, you eventually get to hear Meredith Brooks and all the great hits of the 90s on YouTube every day. Yeah, especially (laughs) in my office. Uh, (laughs) Right after you listen to A Forest. (laughs) Yep, for no reason. After a few listens and just kind of wiping the nostalgia away, I think I prefer the sound of Quick Fix over just the, I don't know, I guess, ingrained thought processes of Meredith Brooks. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, for those that probably don't know, Quick Fix was like a punk band here in Iowa. I think they were out of Mason, Mason City, maybe? Quite possibly. That area, Cedar Rapids, somewhere up there. Yeah. So I don't know if people would even be able to play along on this one. But what are you going to do? I, I can actually attest to you cannot find them <laughs> on YouTube. YouTube. Uh, oh, man, they've got to have something out there. It wasn't so long ago that well, digital files did not exist. I mean, they were good, though. They are probably one of the best pop punk bands that are in Iowa at that time. So, I mean, if you can find the 7-inch, uh, what's it called, Rat Race, if you find it in the bin somewhere and you're a record collector, I think it's worth your money overall. Hey, everybody, it's Tim. Uh, this is probably going to be kind of a weird cut, but uh, in editing the episode, I kind of decided, you know, you could either spend the time listening to me and Matt talk about how impossible it is to acquire this Quick Fix song, Bitch. Decided, you know what, I can just play the song. Like, I kind of know these guys. I don't think they'll care. I mean, if they decide to send a cease and desist, you know, that's they're right and i'll take it down but for now i think we're in the clear so i'm just gonna play a bitch from quick fix
yeah, uh, mine actually is both are for nostalgia reasons. One, I, I knew these guys in this band, and they were a good band, and I liked them. So they, they were going to win, most likely, no matter what happened after re-listening to the right. Meredith Brooks version. But I already had a negative aversion to that song, because amongst my group of friends growing up, Meredith Brooks and trying to think of who else no doubt and so to some extent spice girls we all did not care for them because it seemed like they were trying to co-opt a punk rock riot girl movement that was going on they were popping up the message you know what i mean cleaning it up Meredith brooks it was always a long shot i really thought we might end up at a tie today i actually did too (laughs) i'm somewhat glad you picked quick fix because i was like fuck i don't know what we do if there's a tie yeah no um (laughs) And it wasn't until actually coming to record today, I listened to Quick Fix again. You know, just kind of wiping that nostalgia out. Somewhat problematic in all bell band having a song called Bitch. Yeah. And then the song, lyrically, I don't think he uses the word bitch in them, but the lyrics uh-uh. are sort of complaining that a woman is yeah. stirring up his life, yeah. which is no, pretty I mean, cliche. I mean, yeah, the lyrics are, I don't, I again, I'm probably the more lyrical one here. Yeah, I don't remember him saying bitch at all in the song, but the lyrics very much are bitchy. My, all, yeah, all, <laughs> all my problems are because of this girl. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because they have another song on there called Bro Dozer, where they make fun of bros. That kind of song is kind of how bros act. (laughs) Right? Yeah. All right, well, our first solo match winner. Quick fix. Quick fix. What do we got next week, Matt? Let's do a triple threat. Let's go down. Down. 311. Oh, yeah. Jesus Lizard's on here, right? No, actually. No? Who's the other one? Marion Hill and Jawbreaker. Oh, Jawbreaker. Nice. Well. Jesus Lizard has an album called Down. I don't know if they have this... If there's a, you know, song titled that or not. Right. That was the first thing I thought of. But, hell yeah. Little Jawbreaker. Not showing my biases at all. (laughs) (laughs) Guess we're on to Faith. Cure's third album. Released on April 14th of 1981. It was considered a commercial success and topped out at number 14 in the UK charts. Once again, there was turnover in band members between albums. Matthew Hartley left the always classic. Did not agree with the direction of the band. I think at this point, doesn't that just mean the direction of Robert Smith? Yes, I think so. (laughs) But perhaps he was just unhappy about the six-string bass making its debut on this album. That's that sound. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought that too when I did the research. According to Robert Smith, the initial demos were upbeat, but the whole band had a family member die, and within two weeks, this is a direct quote, within two weeks the whole mood of the band had completely changed. It was four out of five from Sounds, three out of five from the Rolling Stone album guide, and 8.8 from Pitchfork. All music placed it at number three on their 20 best gothic records ever made. When reading various reviews, these words sort of came synonymous with each review. Haunting, gloomy, majestic, doom-mongering, depressing, beautiful, mournful, masterpiece, and morbid. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Smith would later say that when touring for the record that most of the time I left the stage crying. Producer Mike Hedges said, most of the songs are songs to hang yourself by. Album 3, Faith. (laughs) Song 1, The Holy Hour. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, The Holy Hour. Not according to the track list I had. For Faith? Yeah. I got the album, man. What are you listening to? Apparently I must have listened to the back. But that or maybe you listened to the deluxe. What do you got first? Uh, primary. Oh man, you missed Holy Hour. Is that all I missed? Yeah, it is. Primary is the second song on the album. Well, That's I'll talk weird. about it. Okay. <laughs> this band really knows how to pick an opening track. <laughs> In fact, you missed out by not getting to hear this track. 
it starts with just sort of a bass line and then progressively the sound grows and grows and then you know smith has some lyrics in there i mean it's sort of uh chanty sort of stuff going on this uh, actually makes sense because I felt like Primary didn't sound like an album opener. Yeah, no, the yeah, <laughs> you should go back and listen to Holy Hour. Yeah, uh, they are three, three for three with these albums as far as grabbing my interest right at the beginning. Good openers on all three albums. Holy Hour, possibly the best. I'd almost have to see what was on the previous album because I might liked it more. Uh, a reflection? Nope, I like this one more. All right, you win, Holy Hour. Man, two two match plays in a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well Matt, let's start with my second song, or let's go to my second song and your first song, Primary. You can definitely tell they introduced a new instrument. Right. Uh, but they had a, I mean, good in- intro riff, like riff into the into the lyrics. As I put, closer to the sound I think of when I think of The Cure. Right. Just kind of that... It, it had the bouncy feel. Yeah. I thought it was a little speedier and had a little more energy than the normal the type normal, of... Yeah. Yeah. A lot seems like uh, more like basic punk rocky stuff with the riffs. Yeah. Especially the guitar riff. I don't think they really wandered much on that one mm-hmm. like they usually do. Uh, but this one more like The Cure writing their own punk song and not just doing sort of the Buzz Cockian songs yeah. that they were doing on the first album. Couldn't really feel the influences as much yeah, on this like, song. Yeah, that's what I mean. You yeah, can kind of like, yeah, like, tell this is their, their own. Yep. Up next, Other Voices. Slow lead up, good beat. Remind me in of general. The, uh, the creeping bass line. Yeah. At the beginning, remind me of a spy movie soundtrack. A little bit, yeah. And it, this one also, I felt like had a decent amount of energy in it. We haven't really gotten, I guess, Holy Hour. You could consider a slow song, but right. In general, these first two tracks, I had pretty upbeat so far in this album. Yeah, I put like fluid movement into the lyrics as from the intro, kind of just kind of flowed through. Didn't really realize the first couple of times listening, I didn't realize the lyrics had started right away. All right. <laughs> I, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's the, the baseline, and then it just kind of fluidly leads into lyrics. And I, yeah, like I said, I didn't quite catch it the first couple of times that the lyrics had started when they did. Gotcha. All cats are gray. Now they bring the energy down. Yeah. <laughs> this one, it felt almost completely instrumental. Yeah, for a while there, I thought it was. There were there were vocals, but I wouldn't say they were used. I mean, I don't think there were lyrics. I think it was used almost as just another instrument, yeah. which I guess is still vocals, but it's not really a song per se. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say lyrics. Well, I don't want to say used. it's not a song. It, it's. It wasn't singing. Yeah. It was vocalizing. Yeah. Okay, that's probably what I'm trying to get yep. at. Yeah, it's, they had good vocal work, but I wouldn't necessarily say that there was a lot of lyrical work. Yeah, I don't think there was really any. Yeah. I think it was just more sounds than anything. Funeral Party. Guess what? I'm not going to get uh, peppier on this one. It's called Funeral Party. Yeah, Obvious. no. Um, <laughs> speaking of songs you could hang yourself to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, also, it reminded me of the theme to... Uh, Twin Peaks a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, wait a minute, am I just thinking that that's that? And I looked up the Twin Peaks <laughs> theme, like, oh no, that's legitimate. Why yeah. would it remind me of that? Super somber, but like I said, you should probably expect that with the title of the song. Yep. It was just the right length. Like, the perfect length. Because just as I was going, okay, well, this was good, but I don't know if I want more of this. Yeah, it... I was going to skip, and it was already over. So yeah. it apparently is the perfect length for this style of song. So I, I put it kind of abruptly stops. Like, it, there isn't a... They do have the standard, like, instrumental oh, yeah, they, yeah, part, it, but it just kind of... It cuts. Stops. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I don't have to skip. Yeah, right for me. Uh, up next is Doubts. This one, they're getting bouncy again. Uh, I think it shines after following... Funeral Party and All Cats Are Great. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I needed this. Thanks. Definitely the, probably more due to the funeral party, honestly. <laughs> it's probably the, hey, get out of your depression for a second song. This song with the vocals, it, it seemed like almost a pent-up ragey sort of vocal style, and I kept waiting for that kind of, you know, what bands do. They pent up the rage, and then you get that guttural scream yeah. somewhere in the song. But, that, but it never really got released. No. It just had the pent-up rage part, which was it was good. Yeah. I liked it out. Yeah, no, it was a good song. Then we have the Drowning Man haunting. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, yep, I know a lot of people use haunting in their reviews. This a song. lot, yeah. yeah. Like, this one, I think if they would have, wouldn't have put doubt between the funeral party and this song, there may have been a lot more, like... <laughs> yeah. You would be reaching for a rope. Yeah, or something, because... I like the uh, echoes on the vocals that they yeah. used. It really, I, it added a lot to the song, I thought. Yeah, I, I, I noted that the the echoey sound kind of makes it feel cavernous or almost like... Yep, yep, sure did. Yep. Uh, out of the ones that are like pure goth songs on this album, this one's I think my favorite. Yeah, I like the John Man. But overall, I would say my favorite is probably... Man, it's hard to decide between Holy Hour and Primary, to be honest. I think those would be the two I would choose between for favorite last up faith old again. smith at it again yep again with the ending the album flipping the, the bird track. to those corporate record execs putting the title track at the end it's not bad but i would have preferred the album probably end with uh drowning man honestly. yeah i think i think faith probably could have been put a I, little i don't really know where i just think it's not as good as drowning man so it doesn't shine as much at the album end like it you yeah, know, like you want an album closer to go, but I it's not bad. Just switching their positions and the yeah, that's what I mean. Mate, that might work. Just switching the two of them, yeah, and ending with Drowning Man. So Matt, what are you thinking overall? Still not quite what I think of when I think of the Cure, but we're definitely getting closer. Like you can see the progression to yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see the growth in the group more. Uh, well, the growth in the subtractions and additions. Yeah. apparently. <laughs> Just the people dropping in and in out. The group, I mean, I I could list more of the changes, I guess, on these episodes, but I just don't want to because there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of people in this fucking band at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. At various points, I feel like there was a. You can hear the change in tone that he's talking about in this album. Yeah. Like if they had thrown doubt at the front half right after other voices and then gone into all cats are gray and the rest of it it would have been a completely bipolar album yeah you know what i mean like it would have been like oh here's peppy side and here's depressing yeah side. yeah <laughs> they did a good job of mixing the- uh, yeah because i kind of needed doubt in there yeah you need that you need that <laughs> yeah. upbeat otherwise you're just gonna you're gonna tank but if you think of it that way man i I bet those first three, that demo he was talking about, probably sound more like those songs than Funeral Party and All Cats Are Gray. Yeah. <laughs> Drowning Man. And I did, I thought about that a lot. Like, what, do I, would I prefer them to done it that way? Or do I want that break with doubt? Hey, and I still haven't really, really no, figured out which one I want more. Like, one of my first notes I made for the overall was, like, I don't know that I agree with the order of the songs. After listening it, listening to it a few more times, I don't know that, other than flipping Faith and Drowning Man, I don't know that they could have made many more changes without making it a weird, like, upbeat on the front half. And <laughs> yeah. Downbeat, yeah, depressing songs on the back half. I, like. I don't know. I think it, they should have maybe had happy and sad as the side names and just done it that way, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, we talked about seventeen seconds being morose and depressing. I think this yeah. one is actually it's 
worse. This is like an like, album. It's, it's of, more like, depressing. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think those speedy breaks are that long. Like no, two minutes. Whereas the gothy stuff is longer. Like four, five, yeah. five and a half minutes. Yep. Although so, the, the longest song was Faith, and it was seven. Right. I didn't. You know, it didn't, but it didn't seem that no, long. I guess. Yeah, it didn't feel I like seven. I would have probably said six because when you were saying five minutes, I was like, man, I'm sure there was one that was at least six minutes. Yeah, no, I had to double check Faith there for a couple of. But if it doesn't feel too long, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking, you're looking for some goth to wallow in sadness over. Shoot, yeah, grab it, (laughs) grab this one before you grab the first two, because this might be what you're wanting. Yeah, definitely. But for me. I think I'm going to rank it a little lower just because of the two or three upbeat songs. Primary is really good. Happy Hour, I really liked. even Or Holy Hour, I really liked, even though it's not the upbeaty ones. And Doubt, I really liked. It's funny because I like the album for the other songs. <laughs> All right. Like, Funeral Party was really good. Drowning Man was amazing. Like Right. But I, I think, again, though, it comes down to the upbeat songs have more instrumental play. Right, yeah. And the downplay, like, the depressing, morose songs kind of have more of the vocal work. They layer sounds more with those. But yeah, you're probably right in that the upbeat ones are probably technically more difficult to play. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more arty. The other, the the depressing songs, I mean, they're more artistic, maybe. But it's, again, it comes down to the difference between our ears. Like, one of us listens to the instruments, and the other one doesn't. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I mean, even though the bouncier ones probably are more complex, like, technically to play, I think the other ones are more complex to listen to. Yep. All right, we got there. Took us 20 minutes to get to the point I was trying to say, but we got there. Yeah, we get there eventually. So, yeah, I end up putting it at 2.75. Right in the middle between Imaginary Boys and 17 Seconds. I still would take 17 Seconds, I think, over the three of these. Well, I don't remember what my rating was for 17 Seconds, but I'm pretty sure I'm putting this one at like a three, like a solid three. I'm pretty sure you put 17 Seconds at three also. Well, you might have did 2.5, something like that. Uh, But I definitely, again, with the more vocal work and everything, I definitely rank this one slightly higher than 17 seconds. It also feels more of their own sound than... All right. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You you still hear further progression from yep. 17 seconds to so, this one. Here's hoping album four. Next week, album four, Pornography. Yeah! Which I emailed you the songs earlier. You did. Just the subject line, Pornography. Well, we know what Matt's email is not blocking as far yeah, as apparently. <laughs> I checked the spam folder first. <laughs> oh, man. Got anything else for this week, Matt? Nah, let's go, Disc. <laughs> oh, that stole my line. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Frisky Discs. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts.